0: you're listening to a podcast from columbia christian fellowship in columbia pennsylvania our services are weekly at 10 a.m we hope to see you there
1: Not sure if I should just sit down after that prayer from Stephen. I. I don't really have much to teach you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, pass along God's word. Um, gave this to me quite a while ago, and um, it was time to give it, so spent a lot of time spending a bunch of time with Pastor Hub as well to Pass this word along. So let's get started. Prayer 101. Hopefully, simple. Hopefully, something that we can learn something from. So, what I want to do today, well, first of all, I'm going to ask who prays? All right, every hand. I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, What I want to do today is do a teaching on prayer. My aim today is to help us learn something about the topic of prayer. So I have a disclaimer, not by any means am I an expert, far from it. This is what, just, this is what God wants me to say. So there are different types of prayer. In learning how to pray according to Scripture, we're going to touch on two types today, individual and corporate. First is going to be individual prayer. I don't think this is going to be a very long sermon, but I'm hoping it's powerful. So here's an example of praying individually, Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray go into your room close the door and pray to your father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you it tells us to pray in secret in a room by ourselves This is Jesus' teaching. Scripture clearly spells out the instructions for you as an individual. Into a room, close the door, pray to your father. And here, Jesus emphasizes alone, all by yourself. Notice how Jesus says, your Father, not just his father, but everyone's father, your father. So why in private? Anybody have any ideas why you're supposed to do it in private? So Distraction. So it's, meaningful. so it's meaningful, very good. Focus, no distractions all by yourself, quiet. You can focus on being with Him, your Father. Glorify your Father. Gives you time to build a relationship. And I was trying to get into that with this sermon, but that's a whole nother sermon uh, as far as building a relationship with Father. So go into a room, go somewhere, to be by yourself so there's no distractions. And next time I'll have to pick a better pattern for the, for the background. So here's another passage, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And this is Jesus teaching his disciples, so he is also teaching us since this is written in, in Mark. The emphasis is about you believing what you pray. You have to believe what you pray. And Jesus tells us that believe that you have received it, it will be yours. But we also need to ask what we need. If we do not ask, we cannot believe that we can receive it. You can believe all you want, but you don't ask, you're not going to receive. So the part here is believe that you have received it and it will be yours, but you got to ask. That's why you go into the private room, that's why you have no distraction you can ask what you need so I have trouble believing I don't know if anyone else struggles with that that as well I'm sure there are you have to ask yourself that it's a lot of times that I ask God for stuff and doesn't always come true but is that because I don't believe enough I have something called restless leg syndrome. Drives me crazy, drives my wife crazy, all right? Um, It's not fun. At night, if I don't take my pill before a certain time and, I don't know, the enemy says you're not going to sleep tonight because your leg, it just goes crazy and it's just not a fun thing. I prayed many times for healing, many, many times for healing of my restless leg. But I'm not sure I truly believe that he will heal it. And that's why it hasn't been healed. So that's on me. That's on me. I'm sure each of you have some type of similar thoughts as far as what you've asked for and what you've gotten from the Lord. But you've got to believe. But we need to continue to pray. No item is too big. No item is too small. So from what I've said here, what is the key to getting your prayers answered? Got to believe. Got to believe. James 5.16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Do not be deceived. Great power is released when you pray. Great power is released when you pray. Whether it's for yourself, whether it's for someone else, whether it's for halfway across the world, When you pray, great power is released. But you must ask and you must believe. I don't think this church has uh, hard enough time, has any trouble believing. Because there's a lot of great people who pray and a lot of great people who believe. So uh, thank you for that. The next is corporate prayer. It's when uh, two or more get together and pray. Matthew eighteen, nineteen, and 20. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Just as he is here right now. There's at least five here, so. Wherever a group of two or three or more are gathered, God is among us. He is here now. He is there Wednesday morning. I can feel it when uh, several of us get together Wednesday morning at 5.30. I'm sure Tuesday night group, you can feel them. Wednesday night when they pray, I'm sure they can feel them. Monos cell 13, I'm sure you feel it then as well. All right. Acts 1.14, they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So after rise, rising from the dead, Jesus appeared before his disciples. A little bit later on, after he met them for the first time, after he rose from the dead, they were out in the middle of the desert. And this time, Jesus ascended into heaven right before their eyes, right before their eyes. They were left alone, and they were scared. There's a bunch of a group of guys standing out in the middle of nowhere going. All right, what do we do now? Jesus is gone. We saw him rise. We saw him go away. So what do you think they did? They gathered together to pray. They gathered together to pray. I should have looked it up to see how many times pray or prayer is listed in the Bible, but I'm pretty sure it's a lot, quite a bit. So here they gathered together when Jesus rose for the second time. Acts 12, verses 12 and 17. 12 says, When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. 17 says, Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, and he left for another place. But he, Peter wanted everybody to gather together. Tell your brothers, tell your sisters Peter went somewhere else, but the brothers and sisters stayed together as a group to pray. When we pray here in the church during service, this is corporate prayer. Wednesday morning and evening, Tuesday, small group, cell 13. When others are praying, we need to listen and tune in to what the Holy Spirit is saying to them, then we need to form our own prayer through the Spirit. And we should feed off of others. I know Wednesday mornings when I'm there, somebody needs to pray, they start praying whatever is on their heart. First, we talk about the issues that we want to pray about. Uh, Could be Philadelphia. Could be Columbia. Could be what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Um, This week, I'm sure, it would be about Texas and and, uh, what's going on down there, and we pray. But somebody starts praying, and then we just feed off of each other. The Holy Spirit tells us, you know, something else that's on your mind. But we're constantly feeding off each other, just building that prayer. And it just gets bigger and bigger and better and better and more powerful. So when you're praying in a group and somebody's praying, just listen. The Holy Spirit may move you to pray out loud. And pray for something that somebody else was thinking about. That's happened before. You know, uh, I was thinking of something and Pastor Hubbard, somebody on Wednesday morning would just pray something and I'd be like, wow, (laughs) God's really moving here because that's what I was just thinking about. And I'm sure it happens to quite a few people. But listen to whoever's praying. The Holy Spirit will move you when the time is right. An advantage of praying together will bring us to unity and agreement. There is power in agreement. Not only are two or three gathered in one place to pray in corporate prayer, but when we pray together and it brings us all together and brings us all to an agreement, That's more powerful than anything that we can do individually. Unfortunately, this works on both sides. The enemy can also come in agreement. And we don't want that. So when we pray, we need to pray that God will cause chaos and confusion in the enemy camp. It can happen for us. It can happen for the enemy. but That's where we need to pray corporately that God causes the confusion in their camp. So how do we pray? You can pray any way you feel fit. God leads. But Jesus gives us an example of how to pray. Matthew 6, 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So Jesus taught his followers, and Jesus is teaching us through the written word. You have to start, you should start by addressing God the Father. Address Him directly in a way that acknowledges the uniqueness of who He is. Father God, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, Maker and Provider of all things, which I really like, by the way. Heavenly Father, as we come before you, Lord. Ron says that all the time, and I just think it's great. None are right, none are wrong. You are addressing the Father. You are glorifying him by showing him that you are acknowledging him. That's the first part. How we choose to address him will remind us and anyone we might be praying with about who we are talking to and what he represents in your life. He is our creator and the one to whom we owe everything. Everything that we have, including our lives. Matthew 6:10 Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Here is the why or the purpose of prayer. He accomplishes his will on earth through the praying of his people, his believers, the ones who follow him our Father, and that is us, that's you, and that's me. The kingdom is advanced when we pray like this. God's will and God's matters done in people's lives. God's will, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to ask. We have to recognize what God can do. Your kingdom will be advanced. Matthew 6, 11 to 13. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our, us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. There are many different versions of this, but they all say the same thing. So you address the Father. You ask that God's will be done. Jesus teaches us to not only acknowledge the Father, but that everything in heaven is available to us on earth. How many of you believe that? We go about our daily lives and we just lose focus on what God can do for us sometimes. And then in the middle of the day or on the way driving to work, you get a text from Brother Art and you go, wow, my day just got better, better much better. You know, God works in many, many, many ways. So do we, need, do we strive for this? Do we, we need to strive to bring God's will to earth. Whatever's in heaven can be here on earth. My opinion, we do not ask enough of God. I don't think we have reached our full potential of what God can do here on this planet because we don't ask And if we don't ask, we can't believe. We can't believe it's not going to happen. Not sure we believe ourselves when we pray? Jesus teaches us all about God's will. So you have to pray. You have to ask. You have to believe. And it's all written in the Bible. So how do we pray? End with asking through Jesus Christ. So we start out asking, acknowledging God the Father. So now we come to the end. We have to ask in Jesus' name. So here's some examples. John 14 13 of 14. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Ask in my name. Ask in the name of Jesus Christ. So we address God the Father. We acknowledge God and what he does and now we're closing in prayer asking in Jesus name Jesus came to this earth to sacrifice for us so if we acknowledge Jesus at the end of the prayer and believe it will be done for those of you who want the theology Behind this, here is the answer. We approach the Father through Jesus. We are not able to approach God on our own merit. We need Jesus to be able to approach God. And it must be through Christ, the Son of Man. The merit, power, and validity is in Jesus' name, not ours. It's in Jesus' name, not ours. Besides, this is good enough for me because he told us so. That's the way I look at it. So, it's, it's through Jesus, it's not through Buddha, it's not through Allah, it's not through Stephen, it's not through Ron. It's through Jesus Christ. As much as I love Stephen, I still got to go through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Told you it wasn't going to be very long. Prayer 101. Yes, sir. Can the when we're praying not talking loud? Excuse me. So the question is, if we, don't, if we don't pray out loud, can the enemy hear it? I have a no. No, 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 no. There we go. Pray out loud. The enemy will, I do know that you pray out loud, the enemy hears it and doesn't want to hear it. So if you pray in private and you're just thinking in your thoughts, the enemy's not going to hear it. And the enemy needs to hear it in order for us to defeat the enemy. So I would suggest praying out loud. And the word prayer in the Bible is 300 to 700 times depending on which version of the Bible that you use. 300 times plus? 300 to 700 times depending on which Bible you use. I get So whatever version that you use, it could be 300 times, could be 700 times listed in the Bible. That is a lot. And that means that it's important. The Bible's important completely as it is. And prayer, prayer is really important. So I thank you for that. So prayer 101, I'm hoping that you learned something. I know I did. Yes, Ray? It's like a commercial over here. I do appreciate it. Um, yes. It? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, all kinds of stuff going on. This is a small church, but it has a huge, huge heart. And meeting together as much as uh, this church does in different groups. it's a lot going on. There's a lot of power. A lot of power because there's a lot of prayer going on. So thank you. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, and cell 13. If you want to get involved, and you can see Chris on that. So if the band would start coming forward. uh, We're getting close to the end here. Scriptural principles. Use the scriptural principles to get started. You must read the Word to understand the principles. So they go hand in hand. A formula is really a formula for prayer. Jesus showed you how to pray, and that's just an example of how to pray. But there's really no formula feel it, get your words from the Holy Spirit. There is no wrong way to pray. Address the Father, ask for what you need, believe in what you need, and ask in Jesus' name. Learn by listening. Pay attention to others as they pray. Remember, praying alone helps us focus. Praying in groups helps us to continue the prayers and we feed off of others there's no right or wrong who's ever heard of OJT on the job training that's what prayer is on the job training if you have trouble praying just do it just like Nike says just do it just pray and don't compare yourself to others We're all individuals. God made us who we are, and we're all different. So do not compare yourself to others. So at this time, everybody can please stand. We're going to have some prayer time. If you feel led to pray, pray what's in your heart and just speak out. Brother Art is going to end when he feels that the prayer is done. And that will be, then there will be an out-the-door song. Am I right? That's, right? That's it. Thank you very much. God bless.
0: That you have sent through, through Dan today, Lord. We realize that prayer is a very important and vital part of our lives as your children, Father. It's that intimate time of talking to you and and, and sharing uh, the desires and and. and and even uh, the things that we face and we go through, Father, to learn how to draw closer to you, Lord. So Father, we just thank you for Prayer 101 because that's what's wrong with the world now. There used to be a song that once a a person used to sing, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there's just too little of. And that's true in part, Father, but you know what? Prayer is the key to the kingdom that Mm -hmm. unlocks the door of wisdom to you, Father. And Father, we just thank you for that. We thank you for teaching us about that because you said that when we pray together, when we seek you together, it produces power. Your power, Father, to make about changes in the world, to make about changes and and brings about life and and guides us into the right path, Father. So we thank you for prayer 101, Father. Mm -hmm. We ask that, Lord, even in, in our individual prayer lives or in our corporate prayer lives, Father, that we will be attentive and listen to others while they're praying. Because that's how the Holy Spirit moves and excites us to, to pray about other things that produces that power, that produces that change. So, Father, we just thank you for the, your word today, Lord. We ask that as we go through this week, Lord, as, as we walk out these doors into our individual lives and in our jobs or schools or or whatever places we are, Father, in our families, in our homes, Father, that that prayer would be a continued sense of urgency. Mm. Lord, we see the things that are going on in the world, and it's because, it's, like Dan said, it's on us, Father. Mm. It's on us because you said greater work shall you do because I'm going back to prepare a place for you. you already done, G- Jesus has already done what he needed to do while he was here, but Lord, you left that responsibility on us with the help of the Holy Spirit guiding us, Father. You said that you would not leave us comfortless, but you would give us a comforter, one who would guide us into all truth. So, Father, thank you for this word, this timely word that you sent through Dan today, Lord. We ask that the Holy Spirit would just continue to teach us and, and through your scriptures this week, Lord, and the urgency of, of prayer that we will see change, Father, that we'll see lives change, that they'll come to you and cry out to you, and that this world would be a, a changed place for your glory, for your honor, Lord. We don't have to be special. You just want someone who has a humble heart, one who seeks after you, Lord, and that's what we, we want to be. We want to be someone who seeks after you as a deer pantses for the water so our souls longeth after you, Father. So, Father, we ask that you would go with us as we go throughout this day. Bless us over the holiday, and Lord, just help us to continue to prayer. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you for everything today and give you praise because you deserve it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our weekly message. To connect with us, visit our website at blesscolumbia.org.